The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh, yes, here I am. Welcome, moms. Man, I hope you're here for a reason today. I I always hope that, but I hope uh, today is going to be a particular help and a blessing to you as a mother. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage mothers. We focus on your amazing value because sometimes the world forgets that you're raising the next generation and having a huge impact on our world. All right, so when I came across the topic for today, I thought most moms who listen to us would really want to have this powerful information. I mean, if you're like me, you pray for your kids a lot, or maybe you don't and you wish you knew the perfect prayer to protect your children or your grandchildren. I mean, do you ever feel like you're missing something when it comes to praying? Like you could use a little guidance. Well, today on the show, author Sharon Janes teaches us how to pray for our kids and our grandkids from head to toe, literally. Sharon offers up 16 areas of prayer that we can include, plus tips on how to trust God's plan for our child. That's all coming up when Channel Mom returns. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. It's an honor to be with you. Sometimes I remember what an honor it is that I have the privilege of of, uh, being able to talk to you guys. It's just so cool. Um... And I had a super great privilege. Somebody gave me their book and they signed it. I'm not going to talk about him today, but if he's listening, he knows, who's, he knows who he is. <laughs> and I was so honored to find out that he listens to the show, but I'm going to talk about him in a future show. Okay, quick shout out to the folks who listen to us across the country. I'm grateful for your listenership and I hope always that you're listening because this show helps you. Uh, folks in Oregon and Oklahoma, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, uh, Idaho, Montana, also uh, Colorado Springs and Denver, where we've got our longtime listeners. So grateful for your loyal listenership. And then our podcast listeners. Our podcast has taken off. <laughs> I was listening. I was looking at the stats the other day and it said something, Jim, like we were in like the top five or 10 percent. Now, that, that doesn't mean we're like Joe Rogan, who has millions and millions. We're not that. 
we're not that, of course, we really can't be Joe Rogan because he's not G-rated. But um, it's really cool. And I don't credit myself at all. It's our, it's the, it's the, uh, well, it's our listeners. I credit them. But it's also our guests. We've had wonderful guests and they bring people in because they've got important things to say. Our, Our minimal mom and... And, of course, obviously, all God. So I'm just grateful that you guys have joined us. Please uh, find us and share the podcast with a mom that you think could use it, could use a little lifting up and help and affirmation. You can find our podcast wherever you find podcasts, pretty much. Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, you, uh, Podbean, etc. And please share it. Finally, don't forget about our friends at youhavealternatives.org. You can really help them with just $10 a month. You have alternatives. Dot org. Okay, so I'm excited about this guest. She's very accomplished, very accomplished. I've written one book. She's written 25. <laughs> so she's, yeah, 25 times what I've done. She has uh, nearly 1 million copies sold of her books, uh, including Praying for Your Husband from Head to Toe. I should probably get that. She is uh, was formerly the vice president of Proverbs 31 Ministries, which a lot of folks know about, and co-host of their radio program. So I'm sure she's going to be good today. Welcome to the radio show, Channel Mom, and the podcast, Sharon Janes. Yes, so glad to have you, my friend. Um, Thank you. Just a reminder, her new book is called Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe, a 30-day guide to powerful and effective who doesn't want effective prayers, scripture-based prayers. And here's the thing, Sharon, I always have a heart for moms who listen to us who aren't quite there. They, they don't read the Bible necessarily. They don't, they're not sure if they believe in God yet. They, they're just sort of wanting more for themselves and their kids in terms of faith. And so I just want to be open to every mama that just needs a little encouragement to pray for her kids today. And I know you're going to help us with that. I will. Okay, so l- let, me, let me start with this. I was curious about how many parents truly are interested in the topic of praying effectively for their kids or maybe their grandkids. So just for kicks, I went to YouTube and I typed in something like prayers for my children. And I was kind of surprised. There were a bunch of videos about specific prayers to pray for your kids. So I thought I'd give you just one little example. Today's show set up soundbite. I'm not sure Jim's listening. Today's show set up a soundbite from YouTube. Here you go. Are you looking for scriptures to pray over your children? In these difficult times we are living in, prayer is a powerful way to love our children. Whether your children are toddlers, teens, or adults, we as parents will always desire what is best for them. So then they go into prayers. By the way, super great robot voice on the part of that guy. <laughs> really heartfelt. Um, so, so it's a thing. And, and th- you know, thousands upon thousands of people go look at those things, maybe millions. I didn't look at all the views. But, um, Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's dive in, Sharon. And, and I know okay. you're equipped to help mamas today. We had a guest on the show last week, actually, that talked about how depressed and anxious American children have become, how there's been a big jump in the number of kids with these kinds of issues. So do you think personally that more parents are feeling more desperate than ever before to pray for their kids' safety, their protection, their mental health, for their future? Like, do you think parents are in a different place about all this? I certainly do. I mean, I think about raising when I was raising my own child. I mean, those were concerns, but but now they're he's a he's an adult now, and I'm looking at my nieces and nephews, little kids, and they are so concerned and so worried. I mean, that we we talk about the statistics of school shootings. I mean, they're worried about that. And I was reading a statistic that since 
2018, there were 167 school shootings. And I thought, Jenny, when do we start even counting that? I mean, it's such yeah. a big, a big deal now. And we see that kids are so stressed out with social media. And the, I would, there's always been peer pressure. Since it was Cain and Abel, there was peer pressure, right? But peer pressure is exponentially more difficult today because of social media. So they're comparing themselves now with who they're seeing on social media, and they're comparing their insides to someone else's outsides and what they're feeling left out, and they just don't measure up. That is so much more stressful today than it was five years ago, even. Yeah. And kids, you know, we, we worry about, we think about what they're being exposed to in school and just out in the culture. But listen, it's also what they're exposed to in the privacy of their own room on their cell phone. Yeah. So they're, they're seeing all of this and it's causing so much stress and, and worry with kids. And I mean, I hate to be a downer here, but the suicide now is the second leading cause of death with children, adolescents, and young adults between the ages of 15 to 24. So that's taking it to, to the next level, of course. Yeah. But we see that incredible amount of stress and self-doubt, the, the peer pressure, um, that that. They're wanting to fit in, but fit in with what? I mean, there's just there's just so confusing. So much disappointment and loss. Yeah, so I mean, there's just really struggling. There's there's the suicide issue, which is has risen so dramatically since you and I were young. I mean, even since you know our kids were young. You know, my my yeah. daughter just turned 21, and my son just turned 25. And and yeah, I don't think my kids had to deal with this when they were in their preteens and teens. And so yeah, things have changed. And then there's the fentanyl issue, and just all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. And 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 I do blame the 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 online you know environment a lot for a lot of these things and we as parents need to be careful about that um i'm going to read a little bit about how you start out your book so moms can kind of see how much you understand them <laughs> and just kind of okay. welcome them welcome them in um in chapter one of your book praying for your child from head to toe you write this it was it was one of the most important days of my life i knew it was coming had nine months to prepare but i had no idea the dramatic effect this one pivotal moment would have on my heart, my soul, my very being forever. And it's just so interesting because my son's 25th birthday was yesterday. And I get those words because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I was sobbing yesterday just with gratefulness to God that he allowed me to become a mom. And I remember how strongly I felt about him. Then you go on and you say, and I became a mother. And I thought I was prepared and I was wrong. And you say this, which I just love. And I think a lot of moms can identify with this. An inexplicable bond exists between a mother and her child. While the new life is being knit together in a mother's womb or outside of the womb, you know, some mamas are, listen to us, are adoptive or foster, uh, her very blood is pumped from her heart to her child's. And even though the umbilical cord is cut in the delivery room, an invisible, indelible cord of love holds mother and child together for the rest of their lives. A quote attributed to Elizabeth Stone says it so well. Making the decision to have a child is momentous. It is to decide forever to have your heart go walking around outside your body. Um, and it's true. I mean, it's just it true. true. <laughs> it's just so true. Yeah. So, um, so, and just to, to, to put a cap on that. Um, last night I called my son because of course I tend to be behind on things and the package that I had sent him didn't arrive. And so I said, well, let me just pray a blessing over you for your birthday. So at nine o'clock at night, I got on my knees where his bed is because he still comes home and stays at home sometimes and, um, prayed a blessing over him. And he at age 25 
just listened intently and still seems to appreciate what might seem juvenile for mama to be on her knees praying a blessing over you um, to, to appreciate the blessing. And, and I yeah. prayed my guts out in front of him. <laughs> so, so, so talk about mothers in prayer. You have a poem about mothers being prayer warriors. I sometimes wonder if half of the kids would still even be alive if it weren't for their mother's prayers. Um, so, <laughs> so talk about that, that a unique relationship of a mother's prayers to her child's well-being. Yeah, oh, you know, I love that poem, and I did not write the poem. Um, Larry Clark wrote the poem that you talk about in the Bible, and it's this, this adult son who has this picture. It's kind of a dream, and he sees somebody fighting and fighting on his behalf and can't see the name of the, the, the warrior. And finally at the end, and he can't see the face of the person who needs so much prayer, and finally at the end of the poem, he sees the person who needs such prayer, and it's him. And then the warrior that's fighting for him turns around and it's his mother. So it's just such a such a cool poem that Larry wrote. But yeah, but yeah. yeah, you know, and as you mentioned, I mean, your child's 25 now and all through their lives, our hats change. They change from so many times from birth until they, they leave home and beyond. Um, but the one thing that doesn't change is our ability to pray for them. And I want to say, too, that, you know, we talked about all that's going on in the world that causes so much stress with the kids. But we know people that, that believe in Christ know that the Bible tells us that it's even though we're looking at the culture and thinking the culture is attacking our kids, and it really is an attack that our kids are under. But the Bible tells us that it's a spiritual attack. And it's not just flesh and blood that we're fighting against, but it's principalities and powers. Yeah, and yeah. so we can't, we got to fight. We got to fight spiritual warfare with, with spiritual prayers. Yeah. So that, that's why we're praying. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And I want to get to your 16 areas of prayer and, and some of the, your favorites because you've got 30 days of prayers and, and you draw on scripture for every single one. I want the mom who's just a little confused or the mom that feels let down or the mom that doesn't really trust God to answer her prayers. I want every mom to feel welcome into this today as, as you're advising and leading us forward. And I, and I want to speak into what you just said. I love that you just reminded us that this is a spiritual battle we, in, we are in. Because I was driving down the hill. I live in the mountains and I came down to Denver to, which is also kind of in the mountains, but I came down to Denver to do the show and I was like practically in tears by the time I got here because I was listening to the news like a dummy and I was listening to the hearings that are going on right now on Capitol Hill and just the the anger and the division and the accusations and the character assassinations and and just like what has happened to our country and 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 you know the things on the border and the fentanyl crisis and and you know the the the, the conflict between races and and the confusion about gender just all of it right and i think oh my precious country what has happened to you and why are we all so angry with each other and you know right and and so our kids are in the midst of this and you're right it is a spiritual battle so so why don't you talk about now how a mom in the midst of this environment that we've already laid out that 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 that, you know is spiritual and what's going on in capitol hill is spiritual how do we as moms just settle ourselves down and say i can get control of one thing and that is I can pray for my baby in, in certain areas that Sharon's going to tell me about. Can you kind of lead them through the 16 areas that you kind of, or at least some of them, that you yes. pray <laughs> from head to toe? Yes. And let me just, um, if you've got a pen, pencil, can write this down, put a note to yourself and your, and your cell phone if you're listening, to go back in the Bible and look up Second Corinthians 10, 
verses 3 through 4. And I'm going to go ahead and read it to you here. It says, Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, let me just talk about that divine power right there. And this might sound kind of Greek to some people, but um, divine power, that what that means, it's like dynamite. That's where we, the, the actual original word for divine power is where we get our word dynamite. Uh-huh. And so you get dynamite with putting nitrogen and glycine together, and you go, boom, you've got dynamite. So when we pray, and as we talk about these areas, we're not just, these aren't just words that I came up with that I'm praying. We're going to be praying scripture because when you put prayer and the word of God together, boom, you've got dynamite. You've got divine power to demolish all these things that are attacking our kids. So let's, let's talk about some of these ways and you know what head to toe sounds kind of cutesy, but listen, there's nothing cute about it because we are starting at the top and we're going to be praying for their mind and we're going to pray for their mind. We we have about nine minutes, so I I want to be super efficient. You're gonna, and I know you know how to talk in sound bites. So, so <laughs> why don't you just kind of lead mamas through how, why we have to pray from head to toe, from from the okay. brain to the feet? Go ahead. Right. Okay. So we're going to pray for the mind. That's what they think about. What's going into their mind? What they're what's rattling around in their mind? Because what they think about will determine what they are about. We're going to be praying for their eyes, and that's what they look at. There's a difference between what they see and what they look at. So what they're staring at, what they're looking at, what's going into their mind through the portal of their eyes. We're going to pray for their ears, who and what they listen to, because we know that if a child listens to the wrong voice, they're going to make the wrong choice. So we're going to be praying about the words that listen to, what they're tuning into, what they need to tune out. We're going to pray for their mouth, and there's the words that they speak, um, that we know that death and life are in the power of the tongue. We know that wars are started and peace is made through words. So we're going to be praying for their words. I want to say here, though, monkey see, monkey do, monkey do the same as you. So even though we're praying about the words that come out of their mouth, they're going to most likely imitate what they hear their parents doing. Just a little thought for us to consider. Um, Then we're praying for their neck, and um, this is what turns their head. We're going to be praying what turns their head. This is the decisions that that they make during any given day. Um, I'd say that decisions determine destinies, choices create histories, and that's where we're talking about world history or our own history. So we're going to be praying that they will make good choices throughout their day. Then we're praying for their shoulders. That's their burdens and worries. We've already talked about how kids are so worried and burdened today. So we're going to be praying for that. From We're talking about from test grades. They're smaller or larger than their classmates. They're worried about their parents. They're worried about bullying, pandemics. Praying for their worries and praying that they'll know what to do with those worries. Um, it tells us in Scripture, give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. So they're going to worry, so we're going to be praying that they don't know what to worry to do with those worries. Then we're going to pray for their heart. That's who and what they love. Their back, that's their physical and spiritual protection. Their arms, you know, in the Bible, the strong arm of God is always related back to his arms. So we're going to be praying for their strength, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Their hands, that's their gifts and talents. Their ring finger, that's their future spouse. Then their side, we're going to be praying about their influential relationships as they, who they walk side by side through life with and their friends. Sexuality, that they will remain sexually pure and not have gender confusion. And we're going to pray for their legs. That's their stand on godly principles. We're going to pray for their knees. That's a relationship uh, before God. And finally, their feet. And that is the path they take today and throughout life. And again, you know, these prayers, There's we're praying through all of these every day for 30 days, these 16 areas. And there's scripture that we're praying in. And listen, I always say, 
it takes me longer to explain it than it does to actually pray it. So <laughs> don't don't get concerned. I don't have time for this. It'll take you about seven minutes to do a prayer for each one of these areas in your child's life. Seven minutes. And, and you guide them through in the book, which is called Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe by Sharon Janes, if you want to look it up. And it's Janes, J-A-Y-N-E-S. Darling, you have that beautiful Southern accent. My guess is your <laughs> fallback is not to talk quickly. And I just made you talk quickly like like me. So some folks are going to want to re rewind that part of the podcast um, because it's good stuff. It's good. I love that you said the neck and the shoulders. I do think we forget to pray about our kids' choices in advance, their decisions, which are life changing, life altering the choices and the decisions they make. I love that you mentioned that. And the shoulders, the burdens that they carry, precious things, that, that we want God's help for the burdens that they carry. So I love that. So I want to get to this in the last five minutes of the show. What about the mama? who has this dilemma that I sometimes have, which is I'm, I'm sometimes afraid to pray too boldly in front of my kids for fear that that prayer won't be exactly answered and in the exact way that I'm, that I'm seeking God for, um, or, and that they will think God has failed or that prayer isn't powerful enough. Um, and, and then maybe they're in a position right now when, when they've been disappointed and they don't trust God with their prayers for their children. Like, what about a mom that's coming from that place? Hey, I, you know, that that is a big concern. And I want to say, you know, there's a story in the Bible about this guy named Joseph. He's the coat of many colors. He was a one of 12 kids. And he had a, a picture that his a dream that his life was going to be a certain way, that his parents were going to bow down to him. And for the next 17 years, his life was horrible. He went from being sold to it by his brothers. He went ended up in prison. It was just on and on and on. Finally, 17 years later, that dream did come true, and he was made second in command to the Pharaoh. Now, why did I tell you that story? You know, we are praying for our kids, and we sometimes it's like, I don't see anything happening, God. I mean, God, throw me a bone. Let me see something happening, and we don't see anything. What we need to remember is God is always working behind the scenes, always working behind the scenes, just like he was with Joseph. And Jesus said, my father is always at work, and always means always. And I want us to also think about times in our own life when when we have grown the most spiritually or just grown the most as a person. It's usually been during difficult times, not when we're having comfort and ease. And, of course, our, our tendency would be praying that our children would not suffer or would not have conflict in their life. But you know what? God does some of his best work during our times of discomfort and times when we're, we're going through hard times. So... You know, I'm I'm glad that God didn't answer my prayers that my life, my son's life, would be easy and that everything yeah. would go hunky dory yeah. because it's during those difficult times that it grew the most. So for that mom, I want you to remember God is always working behind the scenes to make our children into the men and women that He wants them to be. He is the in the Bible He's called the Potter, we're the clay. And listen, Mom is not the Potter either. And we say many times, this is why we're praying Scripture because as a mom. My tendency is to pray that my child will be who I want him to be because I know best, right? Yeah. Wrong. So uh, we're going to be praying scripture because God knows best. We want him to be the man and woman that God wants him to be. So don't be discouraged if you do not see answers to God's prayer right away. God is always working. Hopefully it won't be 17 years like it was with Joseph, but you know what? It might be. Yeah. But all during that time, it says in the, that whole story in the Bible— when he, for Joseph was in prison, it says, and God was with Joseph. And I don't think he was singing the happy dance or, you know, was so excited to be there, but it tells us that God was with him. So he was doing a work, and he's always doing a work, whether we see it or not. So don't stop praying 
just because we don't see results Amen. right away. And, and you're right. Trust is a big factor. It's interesting because I went through something with my daughter and it, it was a, it was a season of, of disappointment and discouragement and depression. And, and a year later, or a year, a little bit more than a year later, she saw God's faithfulness and she saw that he was at work in the midst of a, a, a place that seemed dark. And, and yep. you say in the book, prayer is not a means of gaining control over our children to whip them into shape and make them the men and women we want them to be. Prayer is a means of relinquishing control of our plans and asking God to shape our children into the men and women he wants them to be. And we have to keep in mind that he's always good. And yes, we face trials, but man, I think both you and I can say the trials were so painful, but I see that it has made my children, those trials made my children more humble, more, more gracious, more compassionate, more, I mean, right? I, it's, so I just, mm-hmm. we've got about two minutes left. Um, just just a little shout out to moms out there that you want them to, to get from this book and from your message about them praying for their children. Maybe just, maybe something's coming to mind right now. Just remember to pray for uh, your children for this. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think what just came to mind right now is as we're praying for our children, I want you to know everyone who's listening, I came to Christ through a praying mother. However, oh. however, it was not my mother. Oh. So as we're, praying, as we're praying for children, I grew up in a very difficult home, a lot of alcohol, fighting. I mean, just you name it, it went on there. But there was a mother on the next street over for me, and she was one of my friend's mom. She prayed me into the kingdom of God. So as you and I was 14 when I came to Christ, and the cherry on top of all that is that both of my parents over a six-year period came to Christ. Oh, and it God. started with a praying mama who shared Christ with me and prayed for me, and then both of my parents came to Christ. So as you're thinking about praying for ooh, your ooh. children, okay. I want you to also pray for other okay. children. I didn't realize we have 45 seconds. Sharon, you're a blessing. The, the book is Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe. God bless you. Thanks for being on the show. She, and I'm going to let you go. She just reminded us of the power of a mother, a power of a mom praying a block over that changed a bunch of people's lives. So thank you for using that power for the good of our world by raising your babies well. God bless you guys. Check us out at channelmom.org, Monday Mom Prayer on Facebook. We'd love to serve you however we can. Thanks for tuning into the show today. And happy birthday to my boy. Bye-bye. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.